0: DJ, tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side. War between good and evil, watching our fists collide. Battle for our freedom now. To the streets we ride,
1: flags waving all around, pages full of pride. This is where we make a stand. No more give or take. They wanna use violence on Americans. We want freedom. We want peace. We want freedom. We want peace. We want freedom. We want peace. Defend the Constitution. Many warriors Casting down
0: any mongers who have bucked cow. Enough with tyranny. We come to take our country back for all citizens, white, red, brown, or black. Return it to a form of glory. Fix the bloody crack on the crown. Fetch it down. It's going
1: down. my mama told me yeah she warned me that this day would
0: come i'm like my father go to combat with the blazing guns i survived that then i came back to the place i'm from to face off all these haters and the battle in the place i love you can't break me down
1: i'm indivisible you still see my raps if i was invisible that pepper spray tastes like chicken All right, welcome to episode 25 of Freedom Unchained. I am your infamous host, Joseph Thomas, also known as Pi On. I'm a January 6th defendant facing the government head on because of my presence at the Capitol on January 6th. And this podcast is where we break the chains off of freedom, giving a voice to the voiceless and promoting the tenets of liberty, freedom and justice we talk talked to those that are directly involved in the fight to restore America, using the constitutional process to peacefully and patriotically restore her back to her original glory. We talk directly to those that are incarcerated because of January 6th, as well as those that are out on either bond or uh, home confinement, any status of their case, and also the groups and people that are directly involved in helping them as well as helping to restore true fair and blind justice in our nation. So keep tuned and check out our prior episodes. If you're first coming here, I'd like to say welcome and thank you for listening. We are here to tickle your ears and tickle your brain, but mostly to lift up your heart under the same banner of freedom with one voice and one song. Today we're going to be speaking with Mike Eckerman. He is a January 6th defendant that is facing several years in prison, and I'm pretty sure you will enjoy hearing his story, shedding some light on the troubles and tribulations that many Americans are going through. They've already arrested over a thousand, and they're coming after several thousand more, and that's from their own words. All right, fam, you know how we do this here. I am with a fellow J6 defendant, Mike Eckerman. He is under the gun with the Uncle Sam Mafia and has had a heck of a story to tell. And as you know, this is a unfiltered and honest platform for his story, for his voice, for the voice of the voiceless, because we are here to break the chains off of freedom. Welcome to the show, Mike. Uh, Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. (laughs) Always an honor and a pleasure to speak to somebody that is going through some of the same stuff that many Americans are going through. You know, they've arrested over a 1,000 people and they're going after a 1,000 or 2,000 more. And uh, January 6th was just the tip of the iceberg. But uh, before we get too deep down the rabbit hole, uh, kind of give my audience a little bit of background and give them some insight into who Mike is. Yeah, uh, yeah. like you said, my
0: name is Mike Eckerman. I'm from Kansas, born and raised um you know grew up in a broken home you know parents never together not gonna say I had the worst childhood but basically on my own since I was 16 uh met my wife in high school uh at 16 and we basically from the age of 17 on we've been together lived together um of course you know you you meet people and you're young and you grow you know we're, we're older now have kids and everything but uh you know very modest life man. it was never very political um went to a, a a high school where you know i was basically the only white guy on the football team i was an all-state football player uh those guys are my brothers to this day they still have my back uh despite all the political and racial tension i'm one of the rare people you'll meet that 90 percent of his friends are black and i'm you know i'm proud of that uh i love everybody but uh, just the fact you know when you when you go to combat or war, whatever you do with somebody, as you know, as a veteran, you said earlier to me, um, you, you develop a special bond with those people. Um, four years of high school, and then my best friends, all four of us went to college together too, and played for a junior college here in Kansas. Um, <clears throat> like I said, never was a political guy really until uh, I would say I, I watched a video, and I want to give a shout out to it. It was Loose Change Second Edition, uh, and it was on 9 11. I don't know if you're familiar with that video but that really changed my life I went from being just a normal guy to uh someone that really just didn't understand uh what was going on around him you know he didn't understand the depth of what kind of corruption we're we're surrounded with every day maybe it was just because I was blind or maybe it was just because I was young but um you know from that point forward you know I kind of went down that rabbit hole man and uh I was pretty, you know, deep into 9-11. I uh, really was curious on what people thought and how people could believe that buildings fall down with jet fuel. And, you know, these are just my personal beliefs. And I just found it interesting that people, the PSYOP of people, uh, would allow them to believe three buildings fall down with two planes. And, you know, there's things that you just can't answer. And so I found myself in my, my late 20s, early, you know, 30s, I had to kind of back away from it, you know, uh, it was, it was eating me up and, uh, lo and behold, you know, after my, me and my wife had our children and, you know, I got my career going and life's pretty good for me. Uh, at least it was, but you know, my wife starts kind of getting into the political thing. Like, you know, this Donald Trump guy and we're like, well, you know, this is interesting and really for me and my family and everything else, you know, uh, donald trump was like a breath of fresh air man we've never heard anybody come out and actually talk about america and wanting to make america into what it was not not because of slavery or anything else you know you break it down to the economy and how do we make uh everyone's life better um by being, you know, in, independent of China and all these other countries that make everything we do. I run a logistics company, so I'm fully aware of what's going on in our country. The fact that we don't make anything, we don't have factories like we used to, we don't produce our own oil. You know, these are things that people take for granted every day. And when you run a trucking company like me, three or four days without trucks, there's nothing on these shelves, man. So I take my job very seriously. I'm proud of what I've been able to do. Um, <clears throat> That being said, uh, when January 6th was coming around, you know, I felt like I just had to be there, man. And I don't know what it was. It was a 22 hour drive for me. Um, <laughs> I got in a, I got in a rental car and uh, my wife gave me the blessing. It was like, you gotta go, you, you gotta go. And she stayed back with the kids. And I'm very thankful that, that God made that decision for us. Like there was just no way that, you know, we would leave our kids without one of our parents one of their parents so i went met some amazing people the night in the hotel um and just kind of bonded with them and and, you know knew right away that when you got there in washington in january on january 6th it was nothing but love man i I tell you what i've never experienced because everyone knew what they were there for everyone came with their colors their american flags um myself included and you know we're just like I just walked up to some people that I met in the hotel I said hey you guys want to you know stick together and maybe go out and go to the rally tonight and there was a small rally and uh, I can't remember exactly where it was at but uh, I want to say it was like it's it's called Black Lives Matter Square now but it was something else before Um, I found that out from my lawyer but uh, either way got to listen to General Flynn talk that night a few other speakers and it was just such a big deal um that the people that i was with you know we instantly became just really close friends and to this day i still talk to them um and we protected each other and looked out for each other and that was important too uh the following day january 6th uh, you know we go to the rally got there about five thirty in the morning um it was just amazing uh, the most incredible sight you've ever seen in your life never seen so many passionate Americans in my life. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. You know, people talk about there are bad actors there. I'm sure there was, I'm sure it was infiltrated by the feds. It had to be, I mean, there's a million people there. Um, but still for me, the most incredible sight I've ever seen uh, at 5.30 in the morning, a major city, just seeing person after person after person going down the street, waiting to hear Trump talk. And um, so basically <clears throat> we get there, um, We stand in the crowd for hours, praying, singing the national anthem, just a wonderful experience with people. No issues, no fights. It wasn't really well organized, so there wasn't like places you could go to the restroom or, you know, get food or anything like that with all them people. That's tough, but we made it work, and, uh, after Trump got done talking, um, basically he said, hey, we're going to go down to the Capitol, and, uh you know we're gonna we're gonna give the the senators and them strength you know we're gonna try to help them do that. so you know walking down there um, I literally walked down there right when Trump got done talking so uh, but before I got there my wife called my phone and my phone was almost dead from all the videos I took and just everything going on about two or three percent left of my phone and I was like hello and there's my wife and she said, "Hey, you, you know, it's it's going down at the Capitol. You gotta, you gotta get it. This is not good. This is not good at all." And I was like, well, what, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "The cops are going after the protesters." And I was like, "Oh man, you know. Well, I guess we didn't get dressed up for nothing. You know, we we, we <laughs> When we got there, um, it was very unique. Um, the, the 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 people were clashing with the police. Um, <clears throat> but what I found to be the most interesting was." the people that weren't clashing with the police, we were getting shot with tear gas, uh, concussion, grenades. Um, people were getting trampled. Uh, there's a video that I, after months and months of going through discovery with my attorney that I don't even remember doing, but, uh, an older gentleman was, uh, uh concussed with a grenade and then tear gas and was on the ground and getting stomped on by people. Cause it's kind of a little chaotic. At the scene. I pulled him out, carried him to safety. I <coughs> got tear gas myself which was very, very difficult, uh, to, to, to breathe. I don't know if any, if, if you haven't been tear gassed at all, then, uh, um, it, it makes it to where you, you can't breathe so much with your, your throat muscles kind of contract. and You can't <clears throat> take a deep breath or anything like that. So people helped me and wash my eyes out. Um, and that was cool. And then, you know, we said, Hey, let's go back up here and see what's going on. Walk back up there. Uh, people were going up. Um, we, we got to the stairs. I actually went under the scaffolding, which is documented, so I don't have a problem talking about it because my case has already been, you know, pretty much uh, done for now. But <clears throat> went through the scaffolding with a couple girls that I met there the day before. They hung on to me. Uh, we got up to the Capitol, uh, up the stairs, finally. It took it took a long time. There's a lot of people. And so we got up there the the doors were wide open the police officers were all standing to to the side of the door which I thought was interesting or they were on top of the building or in an area Mm -hmm. where people couldn't get they kind of had like the high ground on people so you knew it was kind of a dangerous situation but the doors were open so people were going in you know me personally I, I did go in I you know I make no uh you know I'm not trying to lie about that um but uh <clears throat> we walked in, we were peaceful the entire time. Um, there was a couple of cop lines that got breached because there's only three or four cops and there's a lot of people in there, but no cops were really injured other than I would say one guy was tripped by another gentleman, um, <clears throat> basically pushed over another gentleman on purpose. And then a guy got a fire extinguisher and fires, you know, went off towards the police officer. They kind of backed into a hallway and <clears throat> that's basically where I was charged for being in that area. Uh, Not that I wasn't the one that did it, wasn't one that pushed the cop, wasn't one that did the fire extinguisher, but they brought all that up in my case uh, that I was in that area and I should have known better and whatever. So we walk up, there's some spiral staircase you can walk up. I walked up the staircase because you couldn't really go back out of the building at that point. There's too many people. Um, And, and, you know, we police line, which is on video. uh, was a Jade next video. He was standing there videoing the, the whole thing i end up being in front of the whole crowd basically and everyone kind of just stopped and it was like right before the congress the the, the the door to the congress room um so basically we stood there for about five ten minutes or so um and then finally a bullhorn guy came out and started saying, hey we're going to be peaceful they're going to let us through I was up front talking to the police officer. Police officer looked at me and said, I'm not letting you through. I said, I understand that. He goes, he's like, you told me you're going to jail for a month, man. I said, well, that's fine. I understand that. Uh, I'm willing to do that to get my voice out. I'm not not upset about that, but uh, there's nowhere for me to go. I can't go backwards. You won't let me forward. So we have a problem here. Long story short, on the video, a gentleman comes from behind the police officers. Uh, to the front of the, gr- the, front of the group. Uh, where he come from, I still don't know. It's, a, it's, it's one of those mystery uh, deals that you know we, we all have questions on. Where did this guy come from? How did he come from behind the police officer? How did the police let him through without doing anything? And he became very uh, loud, obnoxious and started pushing and shoving and caused a major scene at the front where the cops were uh, because no one else was doing that. The crowd begins to push, they go through the cops um, pushing me through. I stood there for a while. They were trying to go through the Senate doors or you know, the, the doors to Congress, the room of Congress where they were voting on the presidency. They were locked. People couldn't get in, so I walked down the hallway, um, basically down towards where Ashley Babbitt was shot. Uh, I was in that group of people. Uh, um, people started breaking down the door. The same guy who caused the whole scene to get this going is on camera breaking out the window that Ashley Babbitt tried to climb through and was shot. While they're trying to break down the door, uh, the people I was with said, hey, hey, Michael, you got a family. Um, You know, we got to go. I walked out the door. They shot Ashley Babbitt. I was standing out. It's on film that I was the only one out there by myself standing there. I knew something happened. People walked out, grown men, very upset, distraught. And, uh... It was a very tragic moment knowing someone had just been murdered and then going out to a crowd of hundreds of thousands of people that had no idea. No one had a clue that that had happened unless they were there or close to it, which was frustrating. Um, I was on a video I I called them traitors of the the country. I still believe that. I still stand by that. Um, we, we've been betrayed and I feel that way that was used against me in court as well. it was a pretty somber day. They put put everyone on lockdown that night. Basically, martial law declared no one could be out past six at the hotel. Got up the next morning, drove home. About a 22 hour drive. Drove a straight home. No breaks, no sleep, no nothing. Um things kind of kind of spiraled from there. You know, everyone knows what happened after January 6th. It went very viral. It was all over the news, it was all over social media. We are being compared to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. And I knew when they compared us to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor that they were going to declare war on people. I I knew this two years ago. Had no idea to the extent it would go. Um, They arrested me in my home. uh, Full FBI raid. uh, Eight to ten FBI guys in September 2021. In front of my family, kids, wife. Um, The irony of the whole story with me is... After they came to my house and you know, got what they needed to get, <clears throat> they didn't take my weapons from, from me. I have you know my, my gun safe and my personal firearm for my protection. And they left that there. They told me, they said, well, you know, it's Friday. We don't think that uh, you should have to go sit in a jail cell all weekend. So you need to turn yourself in Monday morning. So they come to your home on a Friday, raid your house, scare your family tell you you know you've been charged well actually they wouldn't tell me what i was charged with i wouldn't learn that until monday when i sat in front of the judge and she read off my charges which was you know eight years for this six years for that four years for this three years for that two hundred thousand dollar fines i mean about millions of dollars years i don't have away from my kids and that's when i'm in court they shackled me they threw me in in a cell for a day never fed me um Cost me over ten thousand dollars to get a lawyer. He got me out. Basically, the, after he got me out, he looked at me because I hired a decent lawyer. I thought ten grand would make it. That's how naive and I want people to take away from something like this. If you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're not going to be able to represent yourself in one of these court cases. It's period. It's just this. That's it. Ten thousand dollars was a drop in the bucket. He looked at me and said, "Hey, I need another 85 dollars up front before I can touch your case it's in Washington DC I don't practice law in DC it's a different district they have to go through all kinds of stuff so I had to go and apply for a lawyer on on, online well basically through my lawyer he helped me um attain a lawyer there but I had to actually go to a court hearing because I make over $75,000 a year so they said, if you make over $75,000 a year, we don't on your own when it would, it would cost me $85,000 just to have to represent me. If you make over 75,000, they don't have to give you a well going through a hearing. The judge went ahead and said, since I paid a lawyer in Kansas, that they would allow me to have a lawyer in DC represent me, which basically is a joke anyway, because all the lawyers do in DC is they look at your evidence, they go over evidence with you. I spent... 18 months with a lawyer that basically showed me video, never prepared my case, and after 18 months of bullshit, countless hours sitting in my t- watching videos that I'm t- showing that I never assaulted a police officer, I never damaged any property, I never stole anything. I was in the building for 19 minutes and 34 seconds. I left on my own peacefully. They charged me with four violent felonies, uh, you know, assaulting an officer, acts of violence on Congress, being on the Senate floor, all kinds of things I didn't do. There was never a time where lawyers were like, hey, we're going to try to fight this. It was all about taking a plea deal, taking a plea deal, taking a plea deal. I refused to take a plea deal for months because they offered me one and it basically stated that I would admit to assaulting the police officer. I didn't assault the police officer. I'm not going to admit to that. So when it come down to nut crunch time, uh, my co-defendant was added to my case and we were going to go to trial together and all these kind of things. Her charges were different. She wasn't charged with any felonies, even though her and the other girl never let go of the whole time. They never let go of me. We're in the same place the whole time. Um, I get the felonies. They get misdemeanors, which I'm glad they're not charged with felonies, but it's just, it's just a shame that basically walking two feet ahead of them I'm charged with you know five felonies so <clears throat> this is where we are right now uh, after after being uh, I did take a, end up taking a plea deal they rewrote the plea deal three times so I would sign it basically stating that I didn't assault the officer that I impeded an officer and how the law is written Written, <clears throat> uh, assaulting impeding or resisting is all the same charge it all goes together it has the same uh, merit it has the same base count so either way they want to spin it and that's how my lawyer told me he's like look you can take this plea deal and you're going to looking at 24 months. If you don't take the plea deal, it's like I can maybe get you out of the assault charge but they're going to get you for impeding, they're going to impeding in the trespassing, they're going to get you for obstruction, they're going to get you for uh, uh, you know messing up a presidential hearing. And so that's uh, where, where I'm at. And I felt like uh, the best decision for me at the time was the, 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 the prosecutor said they wouldn't ask for more than 24 months. They could have asked for up to 30. They wouldn't ask for more than 24. After speaking with uh, the probation people in DC, they want to know your story. Kind of similar to what we're having here, but a little shorter. Who are you? What's your life about? Where you come from? Are you on drugs? And just to give a little perspective on it, I have no criminal history. I have never been arrested before. Um, I have a, I've had a career in, in transportation for twenty years. Uh, paid my taxes, done everything the right way, as far as you know what America deems right. I suppose um, some people would argue taxes are unconstitutional. I have to agree. But uh, getting back on topic here, basically, if I didn't take this deal, they would convict me. Uh, you're not going to get a fair jury. As my co-defendant found out, she took it to trial. They convicted her on all charges. Wasn't even really, you know, that never really fight for, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, you can pay, that dedicates their time to the case. That's gonna try to have motions and, you know, try to get, you know, a change of venue and all these things I already knew. So basically I made the decision, man, that uh, instead of spending every dollar I have, I'm gonna take this on the chin, cash out my retirement, pay off my bills for a year, and let my family live. Hopefully I can be out in a year and try to, you know, get, get on with my life. But in the meantime, if I can speak and just let no people know exactly how this has gone down and how it will go down for people that are arrested in the future, they need to be prepared for media to life about you every day. You think it's a game. They will talk about you on your local news. They'll have you in your local paper. They will have you on social media they will have you all over Google. People will be able to type your name in. They'll know where you live. I've had death threats. I've had people threaten to kill my family, write letters about murdering my children. These are the things that have happened to me in the last two years. And I'm also not allowed to have a firearm. I'm no longer allowed to vote. I can never serve on a jury ever again. I can never run for local office or any federal office or anything like that. So essentially right now, I'm a convicted felon for walking in a building, protesting an election. I have no voting rights, <coughs> no gun rights, and I'll never be able to serve on a jury. Um, and that's and that's where I'm at, Joe. That's where I'm at right now. I go I go to uh, Forest City, Arkansas, April 27th. to serve a 20-month prison sentence, which is about eight hours away from my family. Um, so I got three weeks left with them. I still have my job. My job has backed me the whole time, uh, which I'm very lucky in that aspect, I would say. But it's still good to know and like, I think you wanna bring awareness that we're not alone. You're not alone in your job too. Sometimes you gotta speak up and be who you are. You know, I'm not gonna take a vaccination. I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm never gonna do that. I run my business. I I have over 50 employees. Some agree, some don't, but we work together. It can work. No one died. And people do believe that this is wrong in upper management positions. And so I've been able to provide for my wife and my kids this entire time despite the stress despite the court hearings despite having to go to dc to be sentenced um i'm still here i'm still alive and i just tell everyone to keep praying to god keep jesus in your life and i really think that uh at the end of the day we may not get what we want but uh sometimes god will tell you you don't get
1: what you want you get what you need and uh you know that's where i'm at joe and so just to bring a little perspective for my audience uh, your co-defendant was Kirsten Nimala. Correct. Right. So sure. We actually interviewed her a few episodes back. If you haven't heard that episode folks I recommend you go back and hear it because uh, she's a spitfire and uh, does not fit the typical narrative of a Trump supporter. She goes against the narrative um, and that is a, a beautiful thing because MAGA is not a stereotype. It is Americans that love freedom and no matter what sort of diverse background history or you know religion race creed orientation whatever um, it doesn't matter because we're all Americans we all bleed red white and blue and uh, you know so go back and, and check out Kirsten's story as well as uh, understand now that um, this is her co-defendant and Mike you are a true american just trying to raise your family and uh work your job and uh doing what you do and uh, you know you felt a patriotic duty to go to january 6th and as for taking the plea i mean everybody has to make choices in their own lives and there's never any judgment you know the weight of the full government is heavy and burdensome and it can it can destroy somebody's life um trust me i can i can certainly attest to that one um i've yes. been carrying the burden but um your your story and your plea they you know you had a lot less time uh in the plea deal offer than uh what you could have been facing mine uh the plea they offered me would have destroyed my life and my family no matter what so i opted to just fight and take my chances and hope that um i can actually find true justice which is going to be few and far between as we can see but i believe that god works miracles and uh if you know the worst, of the worst happens, and whatever does happen is in his will, and so I've I've come to peace to accept that. So you know what my point is is you know everybody has to make a decision, and uh, you had a a pretty decent deal that that would be a lot easier to handle than uh, some of the others that have been handed out, and they yep. just kind of do it willy nilly. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, <clears throat> that's so back.
0: that's facts. They you know they don't there's no rhyme or reason to any of this stuff and who they go after and who they persecute um i'd agree with you 100 kirsten uh, check out her podcast she's a fighter she's not willing to take any plea deal no matter what and she's only facing misdemeanor charges and uh, she could have walked away from this relatively unscathed i think uh, she may have done some time but not nearly what people like me and you are looking at And she's going to fight it because she knows it's wrong and I give her 1,000% credit. Um, You know, like you said, she doesn't fit the everyday narrative and that's uh, that's impactful for me. Coming from my mom, I'll just give a little perspective on this and you can take what you will. You know, my mom is uh, married to a woman, Um, grew up like that, Uh, wasn't the best household because my mom and dad weren't together. But uh, kind of split time and I just, you know, I was just going to be growing or whatever. But. Beating Kirsten out there, <clears throat> I say, was an absolute blessing and a miracle. Not only did I not expect to meet a woman like her, uh, but her fire and her passion for this country, and then the way she is going at things right now with what we're seeing with transgenderism and grooming of children. Uh, and, they, and if people don't know, not, not every person that uh, <laughs> affiliates with the, the same sex is a bad person and they definitely share a lot of our views as conservatives that kids don't need to be harmed. So I definitely recommend checking her out, man. And her story, she can definitely use support just like you, Joe. Um, and, you know, I appreciate what you do, man. I appreciate you being out here, giving us a voice because uh, we, we need it and uh, people need to know we're not alone. And we've already seen people commit suicide uh, over this deal. And, you know, with thousands of more people being, rounded up is bound to happen again. Uh, It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to take, and that's why I say having God in your life, reaching out to others, uh, knowing you're not alone, even if we do go to prison, bro. I promise you, man, you end up where I'm at. I got your back. You know what I mean? For sure.
1: (laughs) Much appreciated. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, four protesters lost their life that day. Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boyland, Benjamin Phillips, Kevin Greeson, and eight have committed suicide since uh, yeah. January 6 because of the overwhelming pressure of the federal government. That's that's just way too many. One would have been way too many, but you know we're uh, we're moved up into double digits area, and it's 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 heart wrenching. And unfortunately, like you said, they're going after many more, and so it's inevitable that there will be more casualties. Hey, fam, you want to help keep this podcast going and support this endeavor of being an obnoxious prick to those that want to enslave us? Then check out mammothnation.com and use the 30% discount code of FREEDOMJ6. Mammothnation.com is a shopping market online that is a frontline competitor to Amazon. They do not help any of the companies that are pushing China into the forefront. They stay away from leftist causes. They vet all of the producers and um, merchants on their site for veteran-owned companies and companies that are friendly to our patriot movement. So go to mammothnation.com and snub your nose at Amazon. Use the discount code of FREEDOMJ6 and get 30% off. You can also get a sweet deal with makehoneygreatagain.com promo code FREEDOM. That way they know who sent you. Get a one-pound raw bottle that looks like Donald Trump, which is hilarious. And honey is just amazing. So promo code FREEDOM, MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. And if you're looking for merch, go to P2P Printing. That's the letter P, the number 2, the letter P, Printing.com. And forward slash Pianon and you can get all the Sing for Freedom gear that your heart desires and it is going to help make patriotism sexy again. p2pprinting.com slash Pianon.
0: You know, people need to be cautious about what they wish for because I know there's people on the opposite side that wish for us to be punished. I've seen it. I've had a family member uh, on my, my wife's side, write a letter to the judge. I didn't even mention this because I didn't want to give her any credit. So you can leave this out if you feel like it, but you can put it in if you want to too. Basically, in a strange family member, like the only person that we have in our family that voted for Joe Biden, doesn't associate with the family anymore, actually wrote a letter to the judge the day I was hopping on a plane to go to DC and my lawyer calls me and, and tells the judge that Michael's a horrible person. He beats his children, beats his wife. I don't even know why she's with him. It would serve him right and her family would be better off without all kinds of crazy lying, unbelievable things. Thankfully, I had like 18 or so letters people wrote for me, friends, family, coworkers, uh, my wife, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is who Michael is. And the judge will read all those letters to you. So get people to start get people to start doing because they will read the bad ones, too so be prepared for that I never in a million years thought someone in my own family would do that and where I was going with this is be, per- be careful what you wish for people on the left because wishing bad upon people is bad karma God wouldn't want it, number one number two, unleashing a government like this and, so- and calling it a democracy is just bullshit we are a constitutional republic, that's it and what they've done is they've, they've turned this into a democracy, which is like a socialist communism thing where supposedly the majority vote prevails. But I'm telling you, this thing turns around and the wind shifts and everything that has an action has an opposite and equal reaction. These people need to be cautious what they wish for. And that's, that's where I was going with it, Joe. It's just the, the, the hatred people have for people like us who actually stood for something in our country we're getting more time from someone that beats their wife nightly daily we get some we get we're getting more prison than someone that has 10 duis that could kill the whole family you know that that's where i'm at with it, man they're they're doing more to us than they are real people they're letting criminals out of jail to make room for us apparently you know
1: yeah yeah it's unfortunate the disparity in the justice system you know we say it's two-tiered but really it's like three or four tiered and uh They've, they've created a whole new class of citizen and, and everything else. And you're right; it doesn't matter if we're left, we're right, Republican, Democrat. It doesn't matter um, if they take away the freedoms from one, they're taking away from them off from Absolutely. us all. That's right. And, you know, they're they're gonna. Unfortunately, people on the other side of the aisle are cheering whenever they're destroying the life of a J-6er. But as soon as the wind changed, I like how you phrased that. Uh, they're gonna be doing it to them. And they, are. they don't see it. And, you know, there's been numerous times in our history where one class of people was completely disparaged and then it turned around right on them. And, uh, you know, we know that we're on the right side of history. And, you know, I've, I've used this analogy quite a bit and I'm sure my audience has heard me say it a lot. But I compare those that are being persecuted for January 6th um, as almost in the same class as those that stood up for this in the civil rights movement. Because back then people were speaking up for human rights, and our nation had a had a smudge in its history. You know, we're not perfect. We've grown and improved since then, but you know, we we've made mistakes. And those that were speaking up for civil rights and human rights back then, they were infiltrated by the FBI. They were arrested. They were killed. They were beaten. They were they lost their jobs and completely ostracized by society. I mean, some even had their houses burnt down. That's right. Um, You know, but we look back on those folks now because they were vilified and demonized and they're trying to destroy democracy, etc. But now we look back on them that stood in the face of adversity, stared down tyranny and said, we are Americans and it's going to stay that way. And we look at them as his heroes. We show them respect and reverence. And we look back in the civil rights movement as a shining light of of love and unity in this nation where we were able to fix one of the problems that we had in this grand experiment of the United States. And so I see that hopefully one day we can make this right. And the history books will look back upon those that spoke up for the liberty and the principles of this nation and see them as the heroes they are. You know, people make mistakes. Yeah, I know some people there in January 6th, they broke the law. And we're not asking anybody to look past that. We want people to just understand that American citizens have been having their due process rights violated, their human rights, their constitutional rights thrown out the window for two years without trial. And many, many, many Americans have been shoved into a corner and completely obliterated and forced into plea deals to where... They can't defend themselves and they're not allowed and even if they do try to defend themselves the government shuts it down and, and does not allow exculpatory evidence to be put within the trial they can't show the evidence that would prove their innocence and they are just land it railroaded just completely yep. destroyed and so it is it's happening you know a lot of folks say well this can't happen here this is america we have rights it's happening folks and we exactly have been saying this for a very long time, and we need everyone to get the information out to warn the rest of the public. This is the tip of the iceberg, and we cannot allow our liberties to be taken away. We need to have trust in the institutions that we have employed to run our nation and to keep it fair and equal. And justice, the justice system, is an extremely important one because it keeps the force of our government in check. You know, Therefore, they cannot come after your political opponents. They can't throw you in jail because you write a book that might offend somebody yep. or whatever else. You know, freedom has consequences and it takes a price. But freedom is what allows us to live and to grow and to improve and to enjoy the majesty of our own individual consciousness, whether it is art or technical work, mechanic work, electrical, inventions, art, Uh, I already said that once, but I'll say it again, you know, writing books and poetry into sharing forms of expression that have helped us grow as a humanity uh, from the beginning of time. And they wanna suppress all of this to force us into some little drab box that is gonna just worship the government and that it cannot be allowed. We will not bow to slavery. And if nobody does anything, if nobody speaks up, if nobody says, hey, enough is enough, then we will basically be asking for our own enslavement. And That's we right. will pass down a nation of tyranny and totalitarian dictatorships to our grandkids and our kids for generations to come. Well, I would just say, I would add to that, that whole everything you said was spot
0: on, man. I love it. And it's like, at some point, we as people have to draw lines in the sand. Nobody ever thought in a million years that the drug cartels would run the pharmaceuticals and tell you, you can't leave your home unless you take this, you know, but that's facts. That's what they've done. They've locked people down unless you take this drug that these people making a, a factory or some warehouse somewhere, you don't know what's in it. And then they say, you take it, well, you can't work. You take it, you can't leave your house. You take it, you're going to die, okay? You're going to die if you don't take this drug of ours. Well, that's where we are right now. We never thought we'd be forced to wear masks. We never thought that they would try to force our children to know about transgenderism as kindergartners or read pornography books in, in our libraries as elementary students. We never thought in America this would happen. And at some point, you have to draw lines in the sand. They're, they're, they're mocking us. They don't care. They Just like Bud Light, they don't care if it, if it ruins their brand or they lose money. They, all, they have all the money. They don't care about you boycotting football games. You you know, they care when you get out there and you make a difference. By making a difference, that's raising your kids right, believing in the Bible, following the commandments. Those are the things that really make an impact. Raising young children to be better men than we are. Standing for your freedoms every day. Believing in yourself. Take a stand because they're coming for us all. They've weaponized the government against the people. They've weaponized the government against political uh, opponents. And, you know, people don't understand that, you know, what's to stop a state like Kentucky or Mississippi or Tennessee or one of them states to go after Biden or Obama or Clinton? If that's what we really want to see, you're going to see a country like Venezuela. You're going to see a country country like Ukraine, where the people put into power are put there by people that control the government, which we already kind of have. And if you go against that narrative like the guy in brazil who had a great following they'll kill you they'll ruin your life they'll, they'll rig elections they'll force you to take pharmaceuticals they'll try to brainwash your kids and you know that's what we got going on that's what we got going on brother and that's why i'm, I'm doing what i'm doing i got to get past this because once i get past this i want to do what i can with people like you get the voice out there i'm not a big i'm not a big technical sound guy that's why I don't do podcasts because I'm not like savvy in that that aspect. But when it comes to speaking publicly, I love to do that. I love to get in front of crowds. I love to go to school board meetings. I love to go to city councils. I love to go to protests. I love to talk. Um, and I think that's just a fundamental right that everyone needs to get out there doing. Do it peacefully. Obviously, that's what I'm always you know promoting peace. But at some point, we got to wake up and realize that they've declared war on the people without declaring war on the people. And uh, we have to draw a line in the sand, whether it's with our children, with our freedoms, or with our religious uh, beliefs. They've tried to come at them all, man. They've tried to attack them all.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And, um, you know, the voice of the people has power. That's why they constantly are trying to silence us. And so, you know, now is the time to speak up. Educate your neighbors. You want to make a national impact, you have to start (laughs) locally. Go to your board meetings, go to your town hall meetings, talk to your city councilmen. talk to your county commissioners, your city mayor, write letters to your governor, call your congressman, your state representatives, uh, write to congress in in D.C. Let them know exactly what you, we, the people are, are wanting, what we are looking forward to in our nation, what we expect the America to pass down to our next generation should look like and that can make change the battlefield is in the courtroom and in the legislature so the power of the pen you know put your pen to paper and let them know exactly what it is that you want be peaceful be respectful and as always be nonviolent because that's what they want they want us to be violent they yes, want they to do. be able they want to be able to label us the enemy Because if they can label us an enemy, then they can, you know, get the rest of the people to be against us. And that's part of what happened on January 6th. They wanted to be able to label their political opposition as an enemy of the state and therefore to use propaganda campaigns to smear us and attack us so that the people would turn their back on us. And then they could violate our rights completely without any sort of resistance whatsoever. And it's happening. That's it right there. We need to turn the table and we need to start spreading truth, spreading the information. Don't take our word for it, folks. You can don't have to listen to this slack-jawed yokel from the hills of West Virginia. I'm a nobody. I ain't the smartest crayon in the box. I'm not even a pretty color, but I'm telling you the truth. And if you want to see it, go look it up for yourself. There's video out there. Millions of cell phones were video recording that day. Just like Mr. Eckerman said, he had a bunch of video that he took as well to show you how peaceful the crowd was and everything was happy, love, and just a sea of red, white, and blue of American exceptionalism. And that's a historic fact, but that's not what you're going to see on the news. They show the same seven videos over and over and over again of some idiot breaking a window, and then they say it was worse than 9-11. They don't ever mention or remind you that over 3,000 people died on 9-11. Nope. They just make up lies saying the five police officers lost their lives at the Capitol when not one single police officer was killed at, uh, at, on January 6th. Not one. There was four protesters were killed that day. Nobody mentions them either. You know, with Brian Sicknick, the officer that did die, he died on the 7th of a stroke. But they've twisted his story three different times saying that he either... Died of uh, getting beat with a water, a fire extinguisher, excuse me, or getting a, a chemical reaction to some pepper spray. I mean, you name it. They they've come up with a bunch of different stories, but the actual truth, the medical examiner himself said that he died of a stroke from blood clots in the brain. Now, my personal opinion is that you know he either died from those blood clots because of Moderna or Pfizer, but that's just me. And. It is up to us to find out the truth. Stop believing the talking heads on TV. Stop being spoon-fed information. Put your big boy pants on and actually go out there and look up the shit yourself. So I can't thank you enough for for sharing your story and just taking the time to give us that candor because folks need to hear it. You know, this is not... Um, butterflies and rainbows anymore it's time to to get our hands dirty and go out here and be the people right we need to be the america that we want to pass down to the next generation um if you could give a message to your fellow j6 defendants what would it be sir
0: i would tell them to, to hold the ground man stay strong um there's more of us coming to see you uh we, we got to use this time to become closer to god and i think that what i would really like to see happen Uh, as this continues to unfold is uh, uh, us January 6th people that have gone through this, we we only know what it's like. We know what it's like to be persecuted for our beliefs and be a political prisoner in the country that we love the most. And I'd like to see us all come together and become a family in some type of way. We need to be there to support each other. I think that would be where, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be money, but maybe, you know, families that, that their husbands are locked up or their wives are locked up. They have somewhere to reach out to and talk to people um if they don't have a lot of friends and family which hopefully everyone does but i know unfortunately some people aren't as blessed as someone like me that has a wonderful wonderful family great support system um you know uh, awesome wife and kids that love him you know if you don't have all those things this would be a really hard situation i'm telling you it's very difficult for me with all that so You know, I would like to I'd like to help as much as I can get the word out there that we need to support each other because there's no big billionaire conglomerate coming out to represent us people. We're going to have to do it ourselves. And I think I think if we come together as a a large, unique family, like some of the people I met that day uh, from uh, New Hampshire, you know, we could really do a lot of good and maybe by coming together get the word out there even more. So you doing these things, you do helping to illustrate get us together like this. Um you got my number, man. If if you if you think anyone else wants to talk to me or you want to call me anytime or you know for the next couple of weeks anyway, uh before I go, you're welcome to do so. And I think just being there and supporting one another is is going to be so important through these times because we our families are being ripped apart. Our our hearts are being ripped out from our chest our financial situations are dire. Uh, we're losing our jobs. And, and we still, at the end of all that, say, fuck Joe Biden. So I'll leave it at that, man.
1: Remind my audience that hotline, uh, which is ran through, through the you. AmericanPatriotRelief.org, is exactly that. Someone that you can reach out to and speak to um, can help point you in the right direction if you're looking for uh, help in different avenues of legal research, legal uh, counsel, funding, how to set up a gifts and go, or whatever your need may be. Um, you just need someone to talk to to help you get through the day. There's a number that you can call. It's 833 SAVED J6. That's 833-SAV as in Victor, E D as in dog. J the number six so 833 saved J6 it is the J6 hotline and it is ran by J6ers and has a, some non-J6ers on there as well so that uh, some of our J6 defendants have it in their terms of release that they're not allowed to talk or converse with another J6 defendant so they can facilitate that it's completely confidential completely anonymous um so if you need to and you want to just reach out 833 saved J6 and don't worry if you know, if you can't speak to another J6 or let them know that and you will be put in contact with uh, people that will be more than happy to help you and still follow the terms of your conditions. Um, That's Mike, amazing, man. I did, I did not
0: know that. That's absolutely incredible. I did not know that. Fantastic. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Mark and Jalise Middleton and uh, several other patriots got together and they put that group uh, American dot org is the website. Um, AmericanPatriotRelief.org and uh, they have the hotline of 833 Saved to J6. I mean, by all means, I, I encourage anybody that's in this fight and, uh, and being beaten up by Uncle Sam to, to use that. And um, it's a godsend yeah. to be able to just reach out and talk to somebody. Um, we've had way too many suicides and that's what started it is uh, the fact that they, too many people felt like they had to fight this alone and, uh, you know, a simple phone call can make, make the world a difference and it can save lives.
0: Wow. Incredible, man. I I was meant to know that. I will definitely uh, uh, let my wife know about that because I think that's something that can help her, man. And uh, just having people there that can relate to You may not be a J6er. You may be a wife or a a husband because there are both men and women dealing with this. Um, But whether you're getting ready to go to jail or prison, in my case, or facing trial, or you're the spouse of someone that's going through it, you're living it with them. I mean, you're, you're one being, you're one, you're one entity once you're married and, uh, everything that is felt by one is felt by the other, man. And it's just, uh, what, what we're leaving our wives, me personally, you know, leaving my wife with three kids and she's pregnant. I just found out she's pregnant about two weeks ago. Was not okay. expecting, was not expecting the baby. Uh, we're, 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 we're not young like we used to be. So this is, uh, it's a uh, pretty much God coming in there and saying now uh, the last two years of hell, um, you're going to have a baby and that's one thing i have to look forward to uh getting out of prison i'm not going to be there for the birth of this child uh that's probably an impossibility at this point unless uh god intervenes which i would happily accept but uh when i get home that kid's going to get all the love he can handle and he or she don't know that yet um but that's that's where people you know everyone has a story man everyone has a unique crazy story and we all are still trying to live life two years is a long time no, you know what i'm saying you're you're a father and a husband you know it's a lot of pressure being put on them to raise these children in a world that uh clearly is ran by satan um i don't know how else to put that
1: no it's very succinctly put sir absolutely and now uh just to help you out and i, I know my audience knows this because I, I promote it non-stop but um I'm actually really proud of it. I, I built it on my cell phone because I don't have a computer. The, the feds took everything, but I have a website. It's sing 4 So singforfreedom.us, Uh, and you can go in there and uh, there's a get involved tab. You click on that, you will see all of the organizations that are out here on the front lines in this fight. They help the families get uh, money put onto the books for commissary, phone cards, uh, travel for visitation for the families. I mean, any, any sort of relief, anything that is needed, uh, those groups are out there and legitimate, no grifters, nobody's going to be taking nobody else's money and, and all the bull crap. Um, because unfortunately there are some out there that are maras- uh, masquerading as good organizations that are not there to, to do anything other than enrich themselves. So I'm a J six myself. I have vetted these organizations personally, and uh, I've seen the work that they do. So go to sing4freedom.us, click on Get Involved, and you will see a long list of organizations. So yourself being a J6er and any J6er that might be listening to this, if you're looking for a way to get help, you know, you can contact these groups and these organizations and let them know your story. And they'll be more than happy to, to do what they can to alleviate the pain of this fight. And, um, you know, if anything else, if folks can always reach out to me as well, um, through my email or reach out through the chat on the website and, uh, you know, it's info at singforfreedom.us is my uh, email. Info at sing, the number four, freedom.us. And I'll be happy to point you in the right direction as well. Get you the help that you need, or at least until they bury me under the prison. So, and even then, my voice is going to echo through the halls and uh, haunt the commies for the rest of their life. Yep. You know, they're, they're, they're they going to hear me. In so there's, there's a lot out, out there. To- and if I don't. Yeah, no problem. I don't know what you know, uh, you know, about the different groups that are out here for you, but I mean, they've been in this from from day one. And uh, so check out the website and, uh, you know, get, will. get hooked I up definitely. with some one that I, I recommend everybody get involved with. If you're a j6-er it is a godsend if you're not a j6-er you can be the godsend to somebody else but it's patriotmailproject.com um they're the ones that facilitate the letter writing back and forth so america can send you words of encouragement love and hope scriptures and stuff um wow whether you're locked up or whether you're out on bond or uh you know home confinement whatever your status of your case may be um they will send you letters on a regular basis i receive letters all the time and uh it they're extremely moving and that helps to know that people are out there thinking for you uh, thinking about you and praying for you and uh yeah Mail project is amazing so check out my website bud and explore wow. it um and you can uh get involved in the groups that are in there your wife will be extremely appreciative to know that there's an entire nation a community a big family that is is out here to help her and to, to help you through this as well Wow, that's amazing, man. I, I was meant to talk to you, man. I really appreciate this so
0: much. You have no idea. You have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I
1: mean, this is what I do, brother. I mean, I'm in it myself. And uh, like I in told you bar. before the before the interview, I wouldn't be able to look my kids at night in the, in the eyes and say, "Sorry, I didn't do anything." Or uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I if I just sat around and took the freedom that I was granted for. Uh, you know, took advantage yeah.
0: of it. So I've said, said that so many times, you sound just like me, man. How, how am I supposed to look at myself in the mirror? And everyone... I said the one thing I can do though, I can look at myself and say, Yeah, I may be going to prison. I may be a convicted felon now. My life's
1: gonna be different. But it isn't for hurting nobody else. It's for standing for freedom, man. That's it. That's it. You wanna make America great again? Freedom. freedom. Freedom is what makes America great. So that's that's what we need to stand up for. You can hear the pain, the fear, the anxiety, the turmoil that are in the voices of those that are suffering under persecution. They are being prosecuted and discriminated against simply for speaking up for freedom. We're not asking anybody to look past the law. If somebody broke a window, if somebody violated a law, then they should face true, fair, and blind justice, and that's what our fight is about. Due process, fair justice. Not complete evisceration of your political opponents while letting actual terrorists and actual criminals get away scot free, such as we saw during the summer of violence in 2020. But you can hear it in his voice. He's worried about his family, worried about his future, but proud of his nation. Made decisions for his own case and for his own family's well being. And that is up to each individual. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, every individual is sovereign to their own actions. One big problem in the judiciary is that anybody involved in January 6th is held under the same blanket of quote unquote terrorism as everybody else. And that is unfair. That is the bias within the judiciary that we have a problem with. And that is something that needs to be fixed. So how can you get involved? What can you do to help? Go to my website, sing4freedom.us. Sing is a central hub where you can be to get involved and make a change, to make a difference, to help make something better in the lives of many, many Americans, especially those because of J6. There's a Get Involved tab where you can find all the several groups that we promote all the time that are out there on the front lines making change. Shakers and movers. There's also a tab where you can donate to the J6ers, and there's a very extensive list of Give, Send, Go's. They're charities, they're fundraisers, and it goes directly to them. We don't touch a penny because we're not here to make a profit. My Give, Send, Go is on there as well. If you feel so inclined to help donate, that'll help my family survive the onslaught of the federal government, as well as to pay for proper counsel. And you can also leave a voice message If you want to leave a message for the J6ers that are locked up inside or for all of those that listen to this podcast on a regular basis, we share it with them and their families share with the guys inside as well. And if you want to be involved in the Sing for Freedom campaign of singing the national anthem every night at 9 p.m. in solidarity with the inmates and defendants, just like they do every single night from their cells, you can leave it an audio version in the voice message. Or you can make a video and post it online anywhere in social media with the hashtag of Sing the Number Four Freedom. Sing for Freedom is a way that we can politically and peacefully protest the conditions of our nation, the conditions of the January Sixth Inmates defendants in the horrible tragedy in which their families have to suffer. While showing love of nation. So hashtag Sing for Freedom is a nationwide campaign where even the president himself got involved when Donald Trump created the justice for all song with the national anthem of the guys in the prison along with him saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's truly a beautiful thing. The perfect protest in my opinion, and take my advice. The battlefield is not on the streets, it's in the courtrooms. So going out on the streets with picket signs, I don't advise it. The last protest I went to didn't work out too good for me. But that's okay, because this is the path which we are on, and remember, the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on We the People because we're Americans and it's going to stay that way.
0: Oh, say can
1: you see by the dawn? Hey!